Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Duncan Duncan Next in the Pox with Dave and I talk all things personal wrestling. Wrestling. This is episode number 83, where we're going to be going over the week that was from June 21st to June 27th, 2021. A very good week in weekly episodic television professional wrestling. But we did see another group of releases. Yep. So, we are going to go over the releases that were... uh, found themselves without a job in WWE uh, first, and then we're going to go over the quality Monday Night Raw, the good NXT, the great SmackDown, and the solid All Elite Wrestling. Yes. Nothing major came out of Impact that we really feel the necessity, because we mainly talk WWE. That's the majority of our conversation. We do kind of sprinkle AEW in there because it is the biggest competition for WWE right now. And anytime there's impact happenings that kind of affect into AEW as well and big things going on there, we'll mention it. In our opinion, we didn't see anything crazy big this week. No. We might have missed something, but just going over real quick, we didn't see anything crazy. All right, let's knock down these releases. Breezango. So Tyler Breeze and Fandango. Killian Dane. Who's pissed. Yeah, he is. He's he, he, he as soon as he was released, he put out okay, book me. Yeah, well, not even just that. Did you see the post that I think he put up today where he talks about how he's he's just coming into his prime and the WWE is going to regret this? I did not see that. Yeah, yeah, he's pissed. Um, <clears throat> Marina Shafir, August Gray, Aria Davari, Tony Nice, the Singh brothers, Ever Rise, Kurt Stallion. And Arturo Ruas. So, I know that pretty much pilfers all of the 205 Live. Pretty much, yeah. It's pretty much dead at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, and per reports, Triple H had some very big plans for 205 Live, but now with these releases, it's just not going to happen. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing is, you had August Gray and Marina Shafir, who were both slated to be in... Diamond Mine. Not August Gray. Arturo Ruas. Oh, it's Arturo Ruas. I'm sorry. August Gray was a 205 guy. Yes, yes, yes. Which on this past week, 205... Was a Loser Leaves Home. Was a Loser Leaves Town match. Yeah, yeah. Which he was in the day after he was released. So, spoiler alert, you know who lost that match. Yes. Regardless, it's it sucks to see anybody lose their job. Yes, it, it does. It sucks to see anybody have to find new, new breeding ground, new... Um, a new place to work. A new nest. new nest to live in. Um, but best of luck to all these individuals. Um, they are all great talents in their own right. Mm-hmm. And they'll blossom wherever they find themselves. Yeah, they may find themselves back in the E. You don't know. I mean, we were sitting down the other day and we were kind of talking about these releases. Mm-hmm. And it, it's kind of funny because you look at like the batch, the way some of these releases have happened. Mm-hmm. So we go back to last year's releases with, let, let's just start with the ones that we talked about, which was Sanity. Mm-hmm. You go back and you look at the way the releases happened. So Eric Young was let go last year. Eric Young had a full run with WWE. Mm-hmm. He never missed any time due to injury. He went from NXT into the Raw mo- uh, Raw roster with Sanity. Mm-hmm. And he basically fulfilled his contract with WWE. Mm-hmm. Alexander Wolfe and Killian Dane both <laughs> suffered injuries at some point. Mm-hmm. So they suffered their injuries, which means that their contracts are then extended. Mm-hmm. It's kind of funny how the two of them were released a month apart, and basically when they reappeared on NXT television was 
a month apart. Mm-hmm. Now, Alexander Wolf came out and admitted his release was due to the fact that his contract was coming up and he and WWE were parting ways. Mm-hmm. Now, this does not sound like it's the same thing for Killian Dane with how mad he is about this release. But then again, <coughs> he could just be mad with the fact that WWE did not want to give him another contract. Mm-hmm. It could just be as simple as that. So, but again, we're not we're not saying, oh yeah, that's the certainty. No, it's a speculation based on just some sort of factual evidence yeah. in terms of contracts. It just it it's just the way everything kind of went about. Mm-hmm. And now you look at like to me the the release that shocked me the most, um, just considering <laughs> how long standing they've been with the E. I mean, is Breezango mm-hmm. is both Tyler Breeze and um, Fandango, and both of them will come out with nothing but positive things to say about mm-hmm. Stephanie McMahon, Vince McMahon, Triple H, thanking them for the last 14 years. They've put together a very solid career, and I believe Fandango is thinking about even hanging up the shoes. Yeah, I've heard that as well. He's had injuries plague this, his later career. Yeah, this this past, it almost seems like this past, what? Two or three years. He's been really hampered by things. It was great when they won their titles, mm-hmm. um, but you could see that they were more of the transitional champion mm-hmm. at that point. They weren't going to be holding it for any kind of significant time. And I see I see some of these names maybe eventually turning face and being back in the E. I just don't know in the, what circumstances yeah. it's going to happen. But you do have to remember, back when there was no AEW, WWE was just signing everybody. Mm-hmm. They were taking up all the talent in the world. Mm-hmm. At some point, you have to release talent. It just yeah. happens. You just can't keep you can't keep a super promotion together for this long. At, mm-hmm. And they've held it together for a very long time. Yeah. So, and <coughs> and we as fans, we want to see all this talent on TV every week. Mm-hmm. You know, we we complain. Same six people are on Raw all the time. Mm-hmm. Same eight people are on SmackDown. Yeah. Which I mean, we're gonna get to get to Raw and SmackDown, but. I remember we said on Raw on uh, on the show last week, Raw needs to spice things up. Change it up. Change things up. Well, gosh darn it, they did. Yes, they did. And we'll get right into that because that is our next segment. We had three people, two of which I would not put uh, qualifying for Money in the Bank. Qualify for Money in the Bank. Yeah, and and the wins that they got over... The other side of that Money in yeah. the Bank qualifying match were huge. We had John Morrison defeating Randy Orton. Nope. John Morrison. Oh, yeah, he did beat Randy Orton. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. He beat Randy Orton with, with the assist of the Miz and stuff like that with a distraction finish. Yes. But that, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. We had Riddle defeating Drew McIntyre. Huge. And we had Ricochet defeating AJ, AJ Styles. Styles. Who? <clears throat> Let's go back a couple of years. They had one of the best rivalries going when yeah, the Good Brothers over the were US there and title. stuff like that with the U.S. title. Mm-hmm. So it was nice for them to kind of revisit that. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, the biggest shock is, is Ricochet. Yeah, that's the biggest shock because, and it's and it's a new Ricochet too, or at least relatively new to us because he he doesn't have his his spandex on. He doesn't have his bright colored boots and all that. Yeah, he, he didn't have a superhero a- attire. He had on black jeans, black boots. And black wrist tape. Yeah. Like, as he mentioned, <clears throat> he, it's like going back to, to being a rookie. The Young Lions in Japan. Yes, where you don't have 
fancy ring gear. You don't have the fancy entrance music. You go out there and you just put on a show. Mm -hmm. And then eventually when people start recognizing, hey, this guy's good, that's when you you start start getting getting your stripes and you get your character (laughs) and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm just excited with what we're seeing so far. Mm -hmm. And we will get to the SmackDown entrant. Mm -hmm. But the three guys who came over on Raw... Just give me those three guys in a ladder match. <clears throat> Seriously. Yeah. We've seen Ricochet in two fantastic ladder matches, okay? He was in the North American title the, one. The first North American title one, mm-hmm. and then I believe um, he was in a... Was it... U.S. title? Intercontinental title? One of those two titles, <clears throat> and I believe that was the one where Finn Balor was bumping all over the place like yes. a maniac. Um, Riddle... Is going to be phenomenal mm-hmm. in in that setting, and John Morrison, John ladders. Morrison with ladders, it's A plus he, B equals C. Yeah, in this and, situation, and he's a little bit older, and I get that, but he can still move. I mean, his starship pain is unbelievable. He's one of the most agile professional wrestlers that WWE's got right now. Yeah, and actually, the funny part is, is he may be number three on the list of guys who are in this match. Yeah, <laughs> that's the crazy part. <laughs> yeah, um. But I'm very happy with the selection, and I like the fact that the three losers now get a second, second chance. chance tonight on Raw. Um, and if I was to put an opinion as to who should come out of that match, I think it should be AJ. I'm with you 100%. Now, it sucks because AJ's got the tag team championship, mm-hmm. and it sucks to put him into any type of like big title picture. But I think it's actually going to be Orton, and I think something's going to happen to Riddle. You think? I think Do because... Do you think we're going to... So, here's the question. Are we getting an eight-man Money in the Bank, or are we getting six? Because if we're getting eight, it'll be AJ. Well, it could be both, because Riddle could be knocked out, mysteriously attacked in the back, and needs to be replaced, and that's where Orton finds himself in. Turns out it's Orton that attacks him, yada, 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 fancy booking. And AJ finds himself in from the uh, um, second chance based on an Omas interference of some sort. Okay. So last week, there was a backstage segment. You had Sheamus, Jinder Mahal, Cedric Alexander, and Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy. You had them all bantering back and forth. Sheamus saying he should be in the match because he's a U.S. champion. Champion should be automatically entered into the matches, so this way they can fight for a bigger belt. I forgot he was U.S. champ. Okay. Well, he hasn't been able to fight because he actually legitimately broke his nose. Oh. Um, <laughs> then you had Cedric Alexander talking about how you need to continue to feed more young blood into these championship pictures. Mm-hmm. And talking about how he had just beaten Jeff Hardy a couple of times and he'll do it again if he has to. Mm-hmm. And then you had Jinder Mahal sprinkling this little thing about, hmm, so you're telling me if something happens to any of the entrants, there may be an opening. So you're thinking Jinder is going to attack Riddle? I Cedric's the one. Cedric's face lit up with that idea as well. I think, is I think this? any four of those guys should find their way into this match. I, I would, really do. I'd love for Jeff to be in it. I wouldn't. But I don't want Jeff to hurt himself. I don't want Jeff in it. I, I we've seen Jeff enough in the championship picture for a long enough time i don't I, give me give me the either this new gender or give me cedric 
Yeah, I would I would enjoy Cedric because then we'll get a little bit of playback to Cedric and Ricochet. I like that. Well, what if Cedric's Cedric takes his opportunity and tries to take Ricochet out? Like the like, there's yeah. a couple of different things you can build off this, which would be imagine, really nice. Imagine all four members from Raw are eliminated themselves, and it's these four people. Yeah, it, it it'd be crazy, but I I'm very. And then it builds to Survivor Series War Games. <laughs> oh, okay. I mean, let's see. I'd like to see Ricochet in another War Games match. He was, well, yeah, I would as well. So, um, but I, I honestly don't think AJ is going to advance because I think they're starting to push the whole Viking Raiders and AJ Omos thing. Yeah, true. So I don't want to. I love Drew, and Drew's been in the title picture now for well over a year. I I just cannot have another. They've ran through every finish for Drew Bobby at this particular mm-hmm. moment. And you can tell they ran through every finish because they did a roll-up at Hell in a Cell. Yeah. Inside Hell in a Cell for all that. Yeah. Um, we also had four um, entrants. So this is what made me convinced that it's an eight, eight men, eight women. Because we had four entrants from Raw into the Money in the Bank match. We have Asuka and Naomi who tagged together yep. against... Um, I believe they were tagging against that was against Eva Marie and Dewdrop, which we'll get to that in a moment. Yep. And then we had Bliss and Cross um, qualify against um, Shayna and Nia. Yes, <clears throat> our superhero. Yeah, new I'm, Ni- I'm loving it. New Nikki Cross with new ish Alexa Bliss. It's a very interesting dynamic. I love it. I love it. Um, they're not who they used to be. They're like polar opposites of what they used to be. All I know is that Nikki Cross is giving a huge shout out to Shane Helms, the Hurricane. Yes. Give me that. Give me them two in the ring in the back cutting a promo. Because, you know, I mean, Shane Helms is still part of WWE. Yeah, he's NXT, he, right? Uh, no, he's no, he's on Maine. He's on Maine. He's okay. on Raw. Um. But the thing is, is like they had their little banter back and forth talking about how, well, the last time the hurricane was seen, he was flying out of the ring at the Royal Rumble. Right. <laughs> and, and taking a really nasty bump. But I, I like this new Nikki Cross. It's going to be fun. I'm, I'm excited to see where they go with and, it. And again, it's all about suspending disbelief. Yeah. This isn't Nikki Cross who's married to Killian Dane. This is Nikki Cross, the superhero in training. Yeah. S H I T. I didn't put that together. <laughs> Did they actually say that? No, no, that's the okay, old thing that's with what um. You said. No, that's the old thing with um, Hurricane Helms when he had uh, oh. um, one of the Fatus. Okay, all right, and his yeah. name was Superhero in Training. That's right. Okay, all right. So, Dewdrop. Yep. So long as this doesn't remain her gimmick. For longer than like two months, I'm fine with it. But this needs to come, and you and I were talking about this before the show. This needs to come with a face turn and reveal that I am not Dewdrop. I am not your sidekick. I am Piper Niven. Yes. And it's her full debut against Eva Marie, and that's Eva Marie's first feud. Well, I don't even think it should be a feud. I think it should <clears throat> end up being a squash. And Piper Niven just, just squashes Eva. Yes, and, and I writes think... Eva off. Maybe. I I wonder if Eva Marie's return 
was solely for Piper Niven. I mean, there's no way to speculate. There's no way to know. Yeah. Um, but I mean, because because we know we're not. They're not taking away her name, Piper Niven, because, yeah, because she, she tried began to hint to at it. Say it. Yeah, she tried to say it, and she's like, "Do drop," and Piper's face just dropped. She's yeah. like, "What?" Yeah. yeah, you are Dewdrop. And Piper's like, sure. Just yeah. kind of went along with yeah. it. Okay, that's what I am. And then they went out to the ring and Ava Marie lost. Yeah. And and the thing was, Piper was on the outside but didn't want to tag in. Yeah, didn't she, go up on the apron, nothing. Just stood on the outside of the ring. Just like, okay, have fun with that. Yeah, you do your thing. You do your thing. I don't need to be in the women's ladder, Money in the Bank ladder match. Yeah, she'll be in the women's title in the next three months. We will see, because yeah. th- 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 I don't know if they're going to push her that quickly. Who knows? I mean, where else they got them? Regardless. Um, final thing from Raw, which you and I were talking about this because we watched the beginning of Raw together. Um, if they were going to have a Hell in a Cell on SmackDown, they got to have one on Raw. Yep. And they did. And they did. They had was- Bob versus... Uh, Woods. It, which was good because it, first of all, built off of an awesome promo. Mm-hmm. First by MVP. Yeah. And then by the interrupting New Day. Um, love when word, Woods uses, you know, seven syllable PhD words, PhD words. words, and stuff like that. It's incredible. But um, it was a way to write Woods off of TV. Yeah. It was an excellent way to do it because. Woods held his own there for a little bit, mm-hmm. but you're facing Bobby Lashley. Inside it, of Hell in a Cell. Inside Hell in a Cell. And Bobby Lashley was the first person to win back-to-back Hell in a Cells on back-to-back evenings, ever. Because it's the first time it's ever happened. Only opportunity for it to happen. Exactly, but he's done it. So you can put him on that. Yeah, check that box. Yeah. Um, It was a very good dominating win. And because Kofi... Because this match happened, Kofi gets a guaranteed match at Money in the Bank mm-hmm. against one Bobby Lashley, which which this is also going to fuel the fire for Kofi and going into that match is because his friend is hurt at the hands of Bob Lashley. Exactly. Moving on to NXT, there's a few notes I wanted to mention from NXT. Uh, the first of which is that we had a wasn't a debut because he was on TV a few weeks prior. But we had a introduction, really, to Carmelo Hayes as a singles competitor. Um, and he had a great showing against Adam Cole. Yeah. First, the callback to the John Cena yeah, promo. Yeah, he did the ruthless aggression thing. Yep. And the funny part was that um, Cole looked at him like, what are you saying? And got slapped. Yeah, yeah. Um, the same way it happened when it was Cena and Kurt. Yep. Um, led to a great match. And just like Cena and Kurt, the young guy didn't win, mm-hmm. but put on a good match, which was very important. Yeah. Um, kept Adam Cole's momentum moving forward, which was awesome. And ate probably the stinkiest Panama Sunrise I've seen in a long time. Yep. Yep. Um, but yeah, great match for him, and I hope I see him more often on our TVs, because yeah. he was very fun to watch. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Um, we also had a... Almost of a sprinkling, this is something I just wanted to mention in passing, a sprinkling of a potential new trio faction thing and the, the almost dissolvement of another. Uh, the Robert Stone brand, uh, Jesse Kamea, and Aaliyah were backstage with Frankie Monet, 
and they were kind of having a conversation like, you guys are going to go win your match. I'm going to go win mine, my re-debut. And it's almost like we're the winner circle. So it was kind of a, a, a nudge at the inner circle. Mm-hmm. And it was a nudge at like Robert Stonebrand's kind of falling apart. Um, and Frankie's going to become this new leader of this faction. Um, did you realize Frankie Monet's dog almost bit Robert Stone? Yeah. Because uh, Frankie went to go for the high five with Robert Stone, and he went to go for the high five and almost got bit by the dog. She's got that dog trained very well. Yeah, she does. Yeah, she does. <laughs> um, But then uh, to close the show. Well, um, before we get to the closing of the show, we got to talk about that Cruiserweight Championship match or Cruiserweight Open Challenge match. Moving on to the end of the show, we had Kyle O'Reilly versus Kushida oh, in a non No. I thought you were jumping way no, ahead. Okay. No, I just want to make sure. Happened, mm, <laughs> you cut me off, David. Um, <laughs> Kushida versus Kyle O'Reilly in a non-title bout. Kyle said, I'm not going for the title. I don't want the title. I just want the best wrestler in NXT. And he said it was Kushida. Which, damn. Mm, put these two on takeover. Give them 45 minutes. Let them tear the place apart. I enjoyed it. They, they were so good together. It, it, it was so fluid throughout the entirety of the match. Um, we got wrestling. We got holds. Striking. We got striking. We got flying. We got everything in this match. Yep. <clears throat> yep. And Kyle O'Reilly pulls off the victory. Yeah. Huge. Huge victory because for he, Kyle O'Reilly. Because he kind of rolls out of the hoverboard lock in order to make it happen, too, which was... Which is very big. And then we it had been teased all night. <clears throat> and I thought, oh, we were just going to get like a backstage segment or something for the Diamond Mine. I thought it was just going to be this like almost raw underground kind of thing where it's like the training of young guns and all that. And we'd have like a returning superstars like the leader. <clears throat> kind of like what we had Thatcher's Thatcher's Can mm-hmm. kind of thing. But it's an actual like it's like a, a wrestling school. No, it's a faction. It's a faction between the Diamond and the Rough, or the Diamond and the Rust, Tyler Rust, former and now active wrestler, former coach in the PC, Hideki Suzuki, Malcolm Bivens, who's the talking piece, and a returning Roderick Strong. Head shaved and everything. What is your opinion on plucking Strong from one faction and plopping him right into another and not giving him any singles push. He had a singles push. You've got to remember, he was the North American champion for a while there. As a member of... But you, but that's a singles <laughs> push. Just because he was part of a faction doesn't mean he didn't have a singles push. Just like I have a funny feeling he's going to be the big single star coming out of this group too. He will. Because and then we'll have Rust and Suzuki as the tag team, mm-hmm. and Bivens as the Cruiserweight champion. No, no, Bivens is going to be the the talking piece. Just be piece. a talking piece, like he's supposed to be. Um, but I know what you're saying. Just moving him from faction to faction to faction is just kind of odd. Had you not cut Shafir, this would have made more sense to me. Yes, because then Shafir could have been that female. In uh, piece of that faction, considering all the factions nowadays seem to be having a female piece. Yeah, you know you've got Hit Row Records. Mm-hmm. The way has two. It yep. has two tag teams. Yep. Um, 
Well, I mean, Imperium didn't. UE didn't. Um, the Bloodline well, doesn't yet. Well, UE didn't, but then if you went to house shows, Marina Shafir came out with the UE. Well, yes. So. Um, the Bloodline I've, doesn't yet, but you know you're either A, you're going to get Snooker. Or Naomi. Or Naomi. Or maybe a Jet, or maybe Naya. Or what's what's her name? Oh my God! Why am I blanking on? Um, oh, S- Simon uh, uh, Simone Simone Johnson. Johnson. Yeah, jo- Rock's daughter. Rock's daughter could be in that faction. Correct, even though she's still at the PC. But yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah. Um, I don't mind I feel like... Roderick being in it. I just like you. I I would. I'd like to see him on SmackDown with Rey Mysterio and Cesaro yeah. and yeah. Seth Rollins with a res- with wrestlers, and, uh, which yeah, which it, he's gonna have he's in gonna NXT. have in NXT. Yeah, I just I thought when he handed in his papers, he was he was coming to Maine. I I really did. Now, continuing with the Diamond Mine stuff, and I've mentioned it to you, and you I don't know where you are on the fence with it. I don't know if you're you're for it or against it. Free agent. Tessa Blanchard, if she was to find herself to WWE, does she fit that mold? Yes. Does she she find herself debuting as the female part of Diamond Mine? See, that's a tough thing because you got to remember, Tessa Blanchard has a history with Frankie Monet. Yeah. So do they debut her with the Diamond Mine as a way to... To get her name in NXT, get her name out there? Because if you remember... Redragon debuted like two weeks before Adam Cole. Adam Cole did. Yes. So this returning diamond mine, if we hear any rumblings of Tessa Blanchard has signed with WWE, we will almost guaranteed see her at well, now it's now it's two weeks. At um Great America Bash. Mm-hmm. We could see her debut on a show like that. Or had a takeover. We'll see. I'd just be interested to see what she comes in as her name, though. See, I feel like she's one of these these big enough superstars where she could debut as Tessa Blanchard. Yeah, but see, that's the thing with WWE right now is they want copyrights on everyone's names. Well, you know, that's part of the problem with Keith Lee. Keith Lee's trying to get a copyright on his name, and WWE's searching for the patent themselves. Wow. So when you get a name like Tessa Blanchett, if Tessa Blanchett comes in, she's not going to let WWE take her name. <laughs> she's Tully Blanchett's daughter. Yeah. That ain't going to happen. <clears throat> yeah. You're right. And isn't Tully's not. Tully's in AEW. Tully is with AEW, isn't yeah. he? He's with FTR, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, who knows? We'll, we'll definitely see. I mean, Rachel Ullering. Uh, no, she's in uh, Impact. She was in WWE for a bit. She was when her father was there, but with there with um with AOP. AOP, yeah. But he's not there anymore. Yeah, okay. I don't know. It because I mean Adam Cole kept his name, Ricochet kept his name. Okay, but that's just, also I, because that's also because they had those patents before they came in. That's true. So it's one of these things. If Tessa has it, then sure, and WWE lets her keep the name. But you have to remember um Frankie Monet was Ty Valkyrie, yeah. And they couldn't pull the name from Impact. That's true. So, But I think Tessa's... Because she's wrestled with her name. I understand that. Yeah. But we will have to see what happens. And Deanna Perrazzo, when she was in the WWE, was Deanna Perrazzo. Yep, because, again, she wrestled with her name. Exactly. And she was only a, uh, a um, 
um, a talent at that time. She wasn't a superstar. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Same thing with Britt Baker. When she was in WWE, mm-hmm. she was Britt Baker. She wasn't DMD. She was Britt Baker. Yeah. Getting squashed by Nia Jax. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Moving on to SmackDown. Uh, we had a Highlight few- of the week. Oh, yeah. Minus one match on another show. Yeah. But definitely. Th- th- this was this was show of the week for sure. Show of the week was definitely SmackDown. Uh show opened with Bailey and Rollins versus Belair and Cesaro. Well it with, it opened with, with some great promos. With awesome with an intro by Belair, and then Rollins comes out and God, this Rollins character, this pompous asshole, um heel he's all about himself he's all about the drip and all that he's not the messiah he's not this leader he's just a dick yep and it fits this character fits it so well um where he was coming out celebrating with belair because they were both they were both one last night even though one was more dominant than the other yeah but if i remember correctly she barely Squeaked, squeaked by. by that win against Bailey, even though she's the one who hit the KOD on the ladder, and Rollins got the roll up. But yeah. it's okay. <laughs> but regardless, <laughs> um, and then Bailey comes out, starts chatting a lot of crap with Belair, and then Rollins is just in the back chirping out these stupid, overrated. <laughs> yeah, and then Cesaro comes out, obviously starts that match. The biggest note to come out of this match is that Bailey pins Belair, scores a scores. A- clean pinfall yeah so could that lead to another match of money in the bank sure I, I wouldn't mind it i'd be fine with it i think they've got great chemistry in the ring together and as we've mentioned and as you've mentioned and you continue to push that um bailey is the most consistent women's wrestler going right now she brings the best out of any woman she mm-hmm. gets in the ring with whether that be sasha banks whether that be bianca belair when and if Mia Yim mm-hmm. makes it into the SmackDown, she pulls the best out of everybody, mm-hmm. in my opinion. And I and I, I love seeing her in that title picture. It mm-hmm. works so well for her character. And this heel has been awesome. Mm-hmm. This heel Bailey's been awesome. This ding dong hello. Um, two entrants from the Blue Brand into Money in the Bank. One of which uh, earned his way in uh, with a win over Apollo Cruz, and that is Big E Langston. Um, I will continue to call him that until they bring his name back. Apparently, speaking of bringing back, apparently WWE is considering bringing back No More Words next month. Yes. Jeff Hardy. Yes. And they're considering changing Riddle's name. Back to Matt Riddle? It's back to Matt Riddle. Yes. I, I love when they take their names and change them back. Like, Big E Langston, they just dropped his last name. With Cesaro, I'm fine with him just staying as Cesaro. Yeah. Sheamus is fine as Sheamus. Even though he's always been Sheamus, I'm just saying, like, don't yeah. add anything to it. There's, there's certain guys who just yeah. Work and Cesaro, with... well, it used to be Antonio Cesaro. Yep. Uh, was Big E Langston, Matt Riddle. Um, I'm trying to think who else had two names. It was Apollo Cruz, Cedric Alexander, Cedric, and then it was Cedric, and now it's Cedric Alexander. Yep. It was Apollo Cruz. No, then it was Apollo, and now it's Apollo Cruz again. Um, there's all these times where people get have two names, get one Buddy Murphy, then he went to Murphy, and then he's back to Buddy Murphy. Well, it's back to released. Yes. Regardless. And then we also had Carmella was named to Money in the Bank by one Sonya Deville. I really like Sonya Deville favoring heels. 
because it gives me very Kurt Angle, Baron Corbin vibes. Yes, although... When he was Constable Corbin. Okay, so I don't mind that she's favoring heels. I have no problem with that. But then dancing along with Shinsuke Nakamura and Rick Bugs. Well, that's because who won't dance with Rick Boogs well, and I mean, I Shinsuke will. Nakamura? I mean, Rick Boogs is unbelievable. But I'm just saying, like, they're showing this fun-loving side to her. But then, like, if she's supposed to be helping the heels, she should be there consoling. I mean, she was listening out to uh, Seth Rollins when Pierce was basically said, no, 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 you, you don't need that. But she was like, well, we'll, we'll can't take it into consideration. No, I get that, but instead of having her in the back with Pierce dancing along with Boogs and Nakamura, have her separate. Have her separate with Corbin, who is cutting a promo. Yeah. About how like he's lost everything. Yeah. Have her be there, consoling him, being like, "Listen, you'll get your chance. Don't worry about mm-hmm. it." Because apparently, aren't they bringing back the King of the Ring again this year? They are. Okay. And Woods is part of it apparently. Yeah. Woods has mentioned on Raw that he was going to win. King of the Ring. Yep. And obviously Nakamura's got to keep his crown, so he'll be in the King of the Ring. Yeah. It might be a tournament to determine who is going to be the number one contender for King Skay Nakamura. Maybe. We'll see. Um, You know who wins that tournament? Rick Boogs. Oh, man. If he wins the tournament, it's got to be his Night Panther. Yeah. (laughs) Why not? No, no. Don't do that. Don't break that. They're too much fun together right now. I mean... Pat McAfee's losing his mind. Well, you're right. All right. Let's just talk about the 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 final, the finale. Edge returns. Well, let's talk about Heyman's promo first. Well, true. Oh, my God. He just ran down the roster. He goes, there's nobody left. Mm-hmm. Your tribal chief has eliminated everybody. Mm-hmm. And obviously, you get the... You get the pop. Metalingus. Metalingus. Alter Bridge. Here comes Edge. Beefed out of his mind. Yeah. Yeah. He's like huge. Yeah. He's the biggest when, he's the biggest he's ever been. Because when he returned, he was super cut. Yeah. And now he's just beefed as all hell. Yeah. He's taking some time to put on some some pounds mm-hmm. and beef himself up a little bit. Now confirmed um, Money in the Bank match because apparently they announced it on Talking Smack that it's going to be Edge and Reigns. And then Seth Rollins lost his mind. Yeah. And says that shouldn't be it. I I deserve my opportunity. I can guarantee the the Friday before Money in the Bank we're getting an or the Friday before the Friday before. So two weeks prior to Money in the Bank we're going to get an Edge Rollins match. To determine the number one contender. So let me ask you this. Do you... We've had this discussion before. Do you really realistically need to defend the belt on every pay-per-view? No. No. So do not put Reigns on Money in the Bank. So Make it a number one contender match. Which all but guarantees that the winner of the Money in the Bank is going to go to Raw. I understand that. But make it a number one contender match. Now, here's where I almost disagree. The reason I say that is is because Money in the Bank is July this year. Yeah. It doesn't matter. The Money in the Bank's not leaving that event. No, no. It's getting cashed in that night. Yeah, it's going to be in front of fans. Of course they're going to do that. Yeah, but But, I'm just letting you know. But what I'm saying is, regardless... 
don't make it a number one contendership because then that would essentially mean at SummerSlam is that match. And there's almost all but confirmed Cena reigns at SummerSlam this year. It's almost all but confirmed. So they were not they would not put him in a title match against either Rollins or Edge at SummerSlam if they have these plans for John Cena to be at SummerSlam with Roman Reigns. So they'll probably have this match at Money in the Bank. Reigns will beat most likely Edge again. And then will come out the night or the Friday after and say, I have beaten Edge again. Who else am I to face? And I, then the music And hits. then Cena comes back. Okay. And then that builds for the four or eight, or not four or eight, uh, like four to six weeks, whatever it is, between Money in the Bank and SummerSlam. SummerSlam. Okay. So, here we oh go. Oh, God. Here we go again. Okay. No more contendership match at Money in the Bank. Mm-hmm. Edge, Rollins. Whoever comes out of it. You get a two-week build, and you have that title match on SmackDown. You want to boost your ratings? That's what you do. You then come out of that SmackDown with a three-week build to SummerSlam. You don't need a long build for Cena Reigns. No. You do not. It, it sells itself. Yeah, it's, because if you remember their promos just from a few years ago. Exactly, where Cena's like, I'm a part-timer, and I do this job better than you do. That You you hearken back to that. Mm-hmm. You use that footage that you have in your archives that you've been putting all over your Instagram, all over your Twitter for the last couple of weeks, okay? You hearken back to all of that, and you bring that in, and you use that short build, that three-week build, to build your SummerSlam match. You don't need a lot of time, okay? I think it's best if you get that number one contendership, okay? You get that match to determine who the winner is going to be. And then you have that person get beat by Reigns two weeks later. And that also, okay, so I'm starting to agree with you in this plan, because that also allows you, for a, La- a, for Lashley Kingston to main event Money in the Bank. Correct. Allowing the cash-in to be in the main event. Yep. And then this the also bank. allows for whoever the loser is, which I'm going to tell you right now, in my opinion, Edge needs to beat Seth Rollins. Yes. That's how I feel. Uh-huh. So Edge beats Rollins. Edge loses to Roman. Yeah. With some sh- chicanery from Rollins and that builds builds to to Rollins Rollins edge at at SummerSlam SummerSlam. Rollins gets the rub Rollins goes over edge at SummerSlam Mm -hmm. you get you get Reigns versus Rollins at the next pay-per-view Extreme Rules yes that's what I I believe Extreme Rules is next no Night of Champions is next Yes, which Night of Champions is September. Which every title has to be defended at that point. So that's where you get your your Rollins versus Reigns. And even if you even if you flip the script and you have Edge go over again and you get and you they switch up extreme rules and let it be an extreme rules match with Reigns and Edge. And it finally finishes it. Finishes it. Kills Edge. Whatever. Puts him in a coma. He 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 loses to the concerto. Whatever. Whatever it is. That's how you end that chapter. Yeah. Now, now we're already saying that he's going to go over Cena and stuff like that, which is what I said this six episodes ago. I said this 10 episodes ago. Reigns holds a title like Bruno Sammartino. He holds it for years. You do not let him lose that title. No. 
ever. He is what you need to catapult. He is what John Cena was of the 2010s. Exactly, except Cena never had a long title run. No. Because an injury got in the way one time, and then The Rock got in the way one time. Yeah. But but what this case is, they're trying to build Roman Reigns to be the biggest professional wrestler in the world. He's Thanos. Yeah. That's it. That's what they're trying to build. They're trying to build WWE into the cinematic universe, hence NBC. There's your Thanos right there. There is your your big character. And you have him holding the title for years. And when you want fun title changes and you want rant, like interesting title pictures, you go to Raw. Because you have – you're going to have – and we're going to spoil this right now because you and I were talking in the back uh, before the show – we're going to have a Big E Langston versus Kofi Kingston feud. I think so. I've been I, I was talking about that when we were sitting down in before we recorded. I think that's the perfect plan is to, that Big E cashes in in the main event of Money in the Bank and pins Kofi Kingston. And then Lashley gets his rematch a week or two later. That's how Big E finds himself back to Raw with the rest of the New Day, not together, but on the same show as the New Day. And hell, we get a triple threat between the three of them. Well, I would honestly wouldn't mind. Big E cashes in, gets his title. Lashley gets it right back from him. Then you get the feud of Big E and Kofi for a little bit. Solo. Okay. I, I wouldn't mind that at all. And then get Big E back, back into, into the, the title, title picture. picture. Get McIntyre over to SmackDown. McIntyre over to SmackDown. And Big E gets the belt Probably say he has his mania moment. Night of Champions or whatever. No, you don't think he, it's gonna go that long. He gets it before because your Survivor Series match is Roman Reigns versus Biggie Langston. Oh, that would be good. That would be really good because we already had um, Drew versus um, Reigns. Roman, yep. And we've had Bobby versus Reigns in the past, not as champion versus champion, but we've had them as a pat in the past. Yep. But I don't think we've had Biggie versus Roman in a singles match. In a long time. No, I can't think of it. I really can't. So, now that we have finished talking about SmackDown, which is always our favorite night of the week, if NXT isn't, it's SmackDown. Yeah. But, <coughs> we had the best match of the week. Closing out Saturday night. Saturday night Dynamite. Yes. Which, do you remember I don't last, like... Do you I remember don't like, the last time they had Saturday night Dynamite? Do you remember what happened? No. Come on, think about it. I can't. Okay. So. I don't remember it, when they moved the shows around. All right. So when they did, last time they did Saturday Night Dynamite <laughs> was when Brody Lee beat. Oh, that's right. He beat Cody. Cody for the TNT for the title. For the TNT title, that's right. He squashed Cody yeah. for the TNT title. Mm-hmm. That was the last time there was a Saturday Night Dynamite. And we almost had a title change again. Yeah. Jungle Boy, of all people, nothing against Jungle Boy, but any casual wrestling fan would see Jungle Boy and think, oh, he's just another comedy gimmick. He puts on one of the best matches of the year against Kenny frickin' Omega for the AEW world title in the main event of Saturday Night Dynamite. Great match, man. Bell to bell, great match. Now, Jungle Boy put a lot into this match. Mm-hmm. But there's also something to be said when you're in the ring with Kenny Omega. Yeah. Okay, we always talk about guys who can get three, four-star matches out of brooms. Kenny Omega can do the same thing. Mm-hmm. I'm not calling Jungle Boy a broom. Jungle no. Boy was incredible in this match. Yeah. Okay. 
And there's a reason why you're seeing a lot of four and a half stars, four and a quarter, four and three quarter. A lot of people are highly rating this match because Jungle Boy put a lot into this match. Kenny put a lot into this match. The build to this match has been phenomenal over mm-hmm. the last couple of weeks. But as is Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega does what Kennedy t- Omega does. And he retains his title. You Honestly, there there isn't enough that we can say to talk about this match that would justify you not going out to watch it. Yeah. This is a match. Sit down. Just watch it. Just watch the mm-hmm. match. It was just that good. If I'm not mistaken, it was commercial free too. Yeah, I believe so. I believe there was no interruption throughout the entirety of the match. They set up that. I think it was 35 minutes. Yeah. I think it was something like that. They set up that whole segment just so these two guys get on TV mm-hmm. and just do their match. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, yeah, he may not have won the championship, but, I mean... He Jungle, won a lot of people's cred. He won a lot of people's credit, and Jungle Boy's winning a lot of people on the internet's, you know, respect for who he's... uh Who he's with now. Yeah, exactly. Don't think it was because of the match, but good on him. Yeah, exactly. Um, Congratulations to uh, him and Anna Jay yes. on their new relationship or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Um, new or existing, what have you. Um, but yeah, a lot of respect to Kenny Omega, a lot of respect to Jungle Boy. And you mentioned this before recording. How ironic and how fitting is it that the night after Edge returns to SmackDown, Christian Cage finds himself back on All Elite Wrestling? All right. So here I'm going to go out with my weird zany theory. Edge returns to WWE. Christian makes his appearance at AEW. Mm-hmm. Edge is put in the title picture. Christian's put in the title picture. Edge disappears for a few months. Christian disappears for a few months. Yeah. Who's copying who? I mean, seriously. Seriously. Like, I I get it. AEW, all X WWE. <laughs> no, and I'm not trying to say that. What I'm just trying to say is... It's like, uh, how do you word it? Um, pot calling the kettle black. And not 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 pot calling the kettle black. Uh, um, something is the sincerest form of flattery. Um, uh, oh my god, I know what you're saying. Um. It's not duplication. Not, no, no, not duplication. It, it's something along those lines, but it's a serious, it's a serious form of flattery when you're, when you're mimicking what somebody else is kind of doing. And with Edge and Christian... Imitation, imitation. is the sincerest form of flattery. There we go. So you're getting basically these two guys who have always been casted as best friends and stuff like that, who are now yeah. on competing brands, yeah. who are kind of... Following same very similar trajectories, correct. And albeit, everyone keeps saying that they're building Christian Cage's character into. The, hello, the first night he was on AEW, he was in Kenny Omega's face holding the belt. Mm-hmm. You're not building anything there. You're throwing him into the title picture. Mm-hmm. I understand he's not really in the title picture right now. He's kind of going through this thing with Ma- Matt Hardy, with Hardy and Private Party, and Private and- Party. But again. Who's to say, as I was just talking about, that you don't put Edge through the same ringer with mm-hmm. Seth Rollins? Mm-hmm. So, I love how these two, even in two different brands, two different companies, are still are mirroring each other's career. Thing. Again, 
Yeah. Because that's the same thing that happened with Christian Cage when he went to TNA mm-hmm. and Edge was still was retaining and holding titles in WWE because mm-hmm. Christian became a world champion at TNA. Yeah. And then what happened? Edge retires and Christian wins his only WWE championship mm-hmm. in honor of Edge. Mm-hmm. So just it's a great career trajectory. And I'm not trying to look at it anything else besides that. I don't want anyone digging any further than that. But their trajectories are very similar right yeah. now. Very similar. But that, the kettle black. that wraps up tonight's episode of the Doink and Doink Connection. Of course, if you guys did enjoy and want to share, we are available on all your favorite streaming platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, or anywhere else you can find your podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, you can hit us up on our social medias at Double Doink Network or at DJ Ald or Dare Laufen Doink 508 with underscores in the middle. Of course, this has been a Double Doink Network production. I have been Josh. I have been Dave. And we've got two words for you. Doinks out. Doinks out.